Hello and welcome back, my anointed God-fearing podcast listeners. David here at Insightful Devotion. It's truly a blessing having you tune in today for another encouraging and uplifting word the Lord has given me to share with you all. Well, how do you respond when you receive hurtful news in your life? Do you lash out at other people for something they didn't do because you can't control your emotions? Do you be quiet and want alone time to gather your thoughts? I ask this because how we respond to others can either draw people closer to Christ or further away from him. So with that in mind, in today's episode, I'll be discussing how Jesus Christ displays how he was able to handle hurtful situations, but wasn't allowing the situations to overpower the will of his heavenly father that was placed on the inside of him to complete. And since 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 21 says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. And 1 John chapter 2 verses 5 through 6 says, But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did which means we are to imitate Christ in every part of our lives because what every believer should be striving towards is mentioned within John chapter 3 verse 30. It says, he must become greater, I must become less. So before we get any further into today's message, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence saying thank you for being the perfect example on how we are to live our lives as Christians. I thank you that you continue to give us direction in our lives as we continue to seek you wholeheartedly while you may be found. So today, Father, may you open our ears to hear, our minds to understand, our eyes to see, and hearts to act accordingly to what your Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal to us today. It's in Jesus' name I pray and say thank you. Amen. Well, today I want to turn your attention to Matthew chapter 14, verses 3 through 21 where it details how Jesus Christ felt when receiving news regarding one of his followers, John the Baptist, who had died. Because John the Baptist was the one preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So the text in Matthew chapter 14 verses 3 through 21 reads like this saying, Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guest and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them 
and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. I love this part right here. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men besides women and children. So although Jesus may have withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place after receiving the news of his follower, John the Baptist dying, it made Jesus draw closer to his heavenly father and not further away from him. Because Jesus's actions and what he had did for those near him proves that he was doing the will of his father. Because Jesus is love and understood the words mentioned within Matthew chapter 25 verses 35 through 40 saying, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And he also understood the words mentioned within 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through the beginning of verse 8. It says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And because Jesus Christ is love and love never fails, it didn't stop Jesus from having compassion on the crowds and healing those that were sick. That didn't stop him from looking up to heaven and asking the Lord to bless the little food that they had before them, which in turn was multiplied to the point that they had 12 basketfuls of food left over after feeding thousands of people with five loads of bread and two fish. Although Jesus had a sad situation that occurred, he was able to remain faithful to his heavenly father and obeying his commands and still have the ability to care for others that were in need of being healed from diseases and in need of food, thus reminding the people of his words spoken within Matthew chapter six, verse 26, it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? We also see another moment occurring in which Jesus Christ's time was nearing for him to be crucified 
and being handed over and betrayed into the hands of sinners. Luke chapter 22 verses 47 through 51 records it like this saying, While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And in that moment, although Jesus Christ was hurting, because one of the twelve disciples whom he had chosen to follow him, being Judas Iscariot, had turned his back on Jesus. Regardless of the many miracles that he seen Jesus perform and the life that he lived was holy and righteous, Judas Iscariot still betrayed him and turned him over to be crucified. But in the midst of the betrayal that Jesus had just experienced, he didn't retaliate because prior to this event occurring, he had prayed to his heavenly father three times as it is recorded within Matthew chapter 26 verses 39, 42 and 44 saying, my father, if it is possible, make this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. So he left them, being his disciples, Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. So after Jesus had finished praying, as he had already stated, and continued to state throughout his life on earth that he was sent to do the will of his heavenly father. Thus, Jesus Christ responds that I previously read in Luke chapter 22, verse 51, saying, But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. And that part of the text shows us that although Jesus was hurting because he was about to be crucified, being innocent, he still had time to heal the high priest servant's ear, who was also going to turn him in to be crucified, which allows us to see that we should apply that scripture that Jesus had did on the night in the garden of Gethsemane by loving his enemies. It says in Matthew chapter five, verse 43 through 48, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous if you love those who love you what reward will you get are not even the tax collectors doing that and if you greet only your own people what are you doing more than others do not even pagans do that be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect and one of the last things i'd like to point out today when jesus christ was hurting it's recorded within Luke chapter 23, verses 34 through 43. Whenever Jesus Christ was being crucified on the cross at Calvary, he was experiencing the wrath of God being poured down on him and being tortured by human beings all at the same time. Yet Jesus had so much compassion for all human beings in the midst of all that pain that Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. 
The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow. The love Jesus had not only to tell his heavenly father to forgive us, but he didn't even utter any words of hatred to the crowd that called him names and said harsh and hurtful things to him. The crowd that physically had beaten him and tried to belittle Jesus by hurling insults. Yet Jesus knew that the people didn't know what they were doing because if they did, they wouldn't have even have crucified him on the cross. But because of Christ's love for us, not wanting anyone to perish, he remained on that cross so that we may have eternal life with him, which is why Jesus Christ responded to the criminal whose eyes were open that day. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So since we are called to imitate Jesus Christ, our eyes should be open to see the things that the Holy Spirit has for us to see. Our heart should remain humble, understanding that there is no other God like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And our minds should continually meditate on things that honor our Heavenly Father. So the next time we are hurting, let us not forget the ultimate sacrifices and the wonderful displays that Jesus had made for us so that we may live holy, pleasing and acceptable lives before him. The next time a family member says something hurtful, below the belt, the next time a friend or coworker does something that makes us upset or lies on our name and does things to spread negative news and rumors, the next time a stranger cuts you off in traffic or a person messes up your order going through the drive-thru, may our response reflect Jesus Christ as we've read about today because the way we treat others and the way we respond our actions will always speak louder than our words because it will show that we are either fruitful in Christ or unfruitful. So throughout your day, if you are experiencing hurtful moments, because let's be honest, in this life, we will have many troubles, but we're also given good news to be of good cheer because Jesus Christ has already overcome the world and because he lives on the inside of us. We are overcomers and we are given a promise in scripture from Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 it says so do not fear for I am with you do not be dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you and help you I will uphold you with my righteous right hand so be someone that helps others and not someone that is a burden to others because we are supposed to give our burdens to God Thus, Philippians chapter two, verses one through four tells us, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, 
if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And with that being said, let us go before the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for displaying how we as your children are to respond to hurtful situations that may occur throughout our lives. Your word declares that you will never leave us nor forsake us and that you are alive on the inside of us. And Father, with those and many other promises that you have made to us, may we be comforted in knowing that if you were able to forgive us through all the pain you experience while knowing all of our dirty and sinful ways, you had compassion on us and still want to hear from us today. May we be wise and not unwise and live to do your will on this earth and forgiving those that may have hurt us, regardless of their response. May we continue to pray for our enemies and those that intentionally lie on us. And may we show compassion to those and have mercy on those that are in need. So, Father, I say thank you for never throwing us away. And I say thank you for increasing in us as we decrease so that when people see us, they see you. It's in Jesus name. I pray and say thank you. Amen. Well, I hope you've gotten something out of today's message that you can apply to your lives, understanding that God's not done with you and he is just starting. He has so much for your future that is for good and not for bad. So if you were blessed from today's message, feel free to leave us a review or rate us and give us five stars and share this podcast with someone, whoever it may be, whether it's a loved one or an enemy, because someone needs to hear this message today and know that God loves them and has great things in store for them. It doesn't matter what their past was because God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And he is doing exceedingly abundantly above more than we can ever ask, think or imagine. And remember, if you're ever in need of prayer and would like us to pray for you, if you have a praise report and would like to share it with us so it can be heard on this podcast, or even if you just have a question, please be sure to contact us at insightfuldevotion at gmail.com. So until next time on Insightful Devotion Podcast, remember to imitate Christ and respond the righteous way when you're hurting by being a blessing to others and not a burden. So I pray God's best for you and your loved ones and the plans he has laid out before you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. Amen. Hey, and as I always say, be blessed, stay blessed, because you are blessed.